Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. We thank you for the amazing opportunity, Lord, to do our faith walk to this capacity, understanding and acknowledging that around the world, Lord, there are many, many, many people, Lord, that don't get to do faith and Christianity the way we get to do in our country. And for that, we are grateful. We take advantage of every opportunity in our freedom, Lord, to exercise our faith and do so publicly, Lord, to the capacity that you allow us to do so. So, Father, today we raise a hallelujah. Come on, somebody. And we say, bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. I want to send uh, I want to send a, a warm, warm welcome to uh, Pastor Yazir Gill, who watches us, watches us faithfully from Pakistan, and um, there's a there's a, a lot of persecution towards the uh, Christian Church in Pakistan, and um, they go through so much, and, and Pastor Yazir Gill is there at the forefront. And so, listen, we just pray for him, and in the next few weeks, we want to get together and be able to send some support to Pakistan and to our brothers and sisters there as well. So I want to uh, get started this morning. Uh, in the book of Psalms, I want to read a scripture in the book of Psalms 133, and as I read the scripture, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of dissect it a little, and then we'll get into it, and, and, and then we'll develop this topic uh, today we are talking about love, love in the community, love in the community, love in the community. What's the title? Love in the community. Love in the community. All right. Love in the community. And by community, I'm not talking about your hood. Uh, I'm talking about this community. Look to your left, look to your right. This community. Love in this community. So Psalms. 133 verses 1, 2, and 3. We're going to read this, and then as I read it, uh, I want to give a, a few explanations. And so I want you to read after uh, or read with me as we are an interactive church. It's okay to participate, all right? So here we go. Are you ready? Yes. Number one, how wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together. When we live together in what? Harmony. When we live together in? Harmony. Scripture says that it is what? It is wonderful and pleasant. pleasant and it's wonderful and pleasant when? When we live in heaven. Right? And this is not just for, the, for, for us, the men. All right? For brothers and sisters living in harmony. All right. Number two. For harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head that ran down his beard and onto the border of his robe. Next. Harmony is a is as I'm sorry, harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls onto mountains of Zion, and there the Lord has pronounced his blessing, even life everlasting. Okay. So uh, for those that speak Spanish or read Spanish or have a Spanish version of a Bible, right? Uh, this first verse, how wonderful and pleasant 
you know, if you were to look in your Spanish Bible, it would say it's bueno and delicioso. Bueno and delicioso. So it's delicious. <laughs> Spanish people have to make everything just to like romanticize it a little more, right? So, so, so listen, the gathering of God's people is good and delicious. Delicious, yeah. Don't be freaks now. Look at the single women going, it's delicious. <laughs> Don't be that guy. We'll, we'll kick you out. All right, we're not that church. <laughs> you heard the pastor. He said, it's delicious. Yeah. So I want to break this out. We're going to get into this. The harmony and the community of God's people is described by God in the book of Psalms as it's wonderful and pleasant. What is it? Wonderful and pleasant. But then it says that it's also precious. Somebody say precious. precious. As anointing oil. Okay. And then lastly, it's refreshing as Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Now listen closely to that description. Listen to the description. Listen to the description. Wonderful and pleasant. Precious as anointing oil. Refreshes Mountain Dew. Can somebody say that? Can, can somebody, can you remember that? What is, what, what is it? Just come on, yell it out. What is it? Somebody's. Somebody said it was refreshing as a Niccolo. No, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew. Now listen, the coming together of God's people can, can be singled out from any other type of gathering. If you've been to a football game, if you've been to a football game, and many of you have, uh, some of you are still carrying you know, the stuff from your football games, it's a Sunday service. It spills over. Some of you prepare for the Sunday game during service. <laughs> but you know that that gathering isn't delicious, isn't good. Uh, it, it, it isn't wonderful. It isn't always pleasant. And it, it isn't always refreshing. And it isn't always as Mountain Dew. So, Scripture says that this environment of a community of brothers and sisters coming together, there is an evidence, there is a fruit of us coming together in our environment. And the Bible calls it wonderful and pleasant, precious as anointing oil, refreshing as Mountain Dew. Now, if you are attending our Sunday gatherings here on a Sunday and you don't feel wonderful and pleasant, with the people here and you don't feel that the gathering was precious as anointing oil and you don't feel refreshed after the service then we missed the mark yes. all of our work then went down the drain yes. all of the work all of the preparation we start preparing for Sunday service we start when do we start Alexis well, you start on Thursday, but, but others start earlier. She said Thursday because Thursday is our staff meeting. So I'm not, it's because she immediately gave me those, those like, laser eyes. Like, 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 yeah. So for her, it's Thursday, but for some, so, some, uh, some of us, 
starts on Tuesday or Monday and we're preparing and preparing and preparing and sending out emails and, and trying, to, trying to get your volunteers together. And for those that are in leadership, you all know all of the stuff that goes behind the scenes. It starts, it starts on Monday for some of us. Monday, all the way. And then we get here on Sunday and if the experience in the church for our first time guests and for those that are repeat guests and those that call this place their home, if the experience isn't wonderful and pleasant, Precious as anointing oil, refreshing as Mountain Dew, then we missed it. David, what do you think? That's what you that's what you can come on that was it. Not the soda. Not the soda. The Mountain Dew. That, that, yeah, okay. Don't 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 think about that. Don't do that. Don't do that. So, so in all seriousness, in all seriousness, we all miss the mark. If this environment isn't a gathering that leaves people refreshed when they leave. You know, man was never intended to live life alone. In fact, in the Old Testament, after God makes man, and he makes man a life companion, in Genesis, God gives man a woman, uh, Eve, and then he commands them and and he, he gives them a command and he gives them an assignment the command and the assignment that he gives man and woman he gives them this command he says to be fruitful and to be fruitful and multiply though in this scenario that call is a literal one between a man and a woman the fruitfulness bless you the fruitfulness uh, and multiplication happens only through intimacy and communion between the man and the woman intimacy between two loving consenting adults in covenant of marriage can only produce after its own kind children in the union of marriage are the evidence they are the fruit and a byproduct of intimacy between two people so the natural effects of that environment and conditions between two people inevitably results in multiplication by natural process of pregnancy. It's what happens. So, you know, we're talking to, we're talking to our grandkids and, and it's funny to hear their concept of how they were born and where they came from. And it is interesting to hear all of the stuff the parents make up sometimes to tell them about where the kids come from. And I get to enjoy it as a dad because I remember creating some horrific memories for my children when they asked me those questions. But the intimacy between a loving husband and a loving wife will produce children. And this was the command. This was the assignment for man and woman uh, in the beginning. Psalms 133 verses 1 through 3 tells us that harmony, somebody say harmony. harmony, that harmony between brothers and sisters is, a, is as wonderful and pleasant, precious as anointing oil, and refreshing as Mountain Dew. Now, if we fast forward to the New Testament, we're going to notice something very similar between Jesus and his disciples in the event that's commonly known as the Great Commission. I'm going to read two parts of scriptures so that you kind of get a reference here. So we're going to first begin with Matthew chapter 28 verses 16 through 19. Quickly. Then the 11 disciples. Now you know why there was 11 there. 
because this is after the resurrection after the resurrection so after the resurrection after jesus is crucified he comes back all right from 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 death he comes back and for the next 40 or so days he's walking around giving testimony of his resurrection and this is where we pick up the story the bible says that then the 11 disciples left for galilee going to the mountain where jesus had told them to go next when they saw him what did they do they worshiped him got it all right they worshiped him some of them could you imagine you attend you attend a live execution you see a person being executed then they bury the person and then three days later he goes hey what's up guys so well some of these guys doubt it even so still doubt it next jesus came and he told his disciples i have been given all authority in heaven and on earth therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father son and the holy spirit he gives the disciples this command now let's read i want to make the contrast here because uh, uh, in the book of mark we get the same event but there's just a few little different insight or details that that they share here in matthews uh, i'm sorry in contrast to matthew's account so let's go to mark chapter 16 verses 14 through 16 now listen it's the same story but listen to this still later he appeared to the 11 disciples as they were what were they doing they were eating together now remember that what were they doing and they were what so they were doing what and they were you got it okay Jesus rebuked them for their stubborn unbelief hold on what were they doing and they were they were they were together but Jesus rebuked them for their stubborn unbelief because they to believe those who had seen him after he had been raised from the dead is there more is there more and then he told them go into all the world preach the good news to everyone so so what did Jesus do what did he do he, he rebukes them, but then he sends them, right? He sends them out. Now, are you following? Yes. Now, in both accounts of the same story, the same event, what we see is that there, there is an outcome based on the behavior of the gathering. They were eating together, but were not all in agreement because of their stubbornness but they were together eating but they were stubborn Jesus had to rebuke that behavior to the point of condemning them now the reason I want to highlight that detail we could take the scripture down thank you the reason I want to highlight that part of scripture is that the disciples are eating together 
and still are at odds with one another. Because I want you to know that you can be in harmony with someone, but not in peace. Let me say that again. You could be in harmony together with someone, but not at peace. Amen. Thank you. See, it is possible to be at peace with someone or at peace with persons, but not live in harmony. Many countries, we know, sign peace treaties, but in their behavior towards one another, they remain at odds with one another, and it's not called harmony. They may be at peace, but there is no harmony. This is a very common thing in marriage. You may be at peace, not in harmony. Many people learn to live at peace, but they don't live in harmony. Are, are you following me this morning? Yes. Are, are you getting that distinction? See, togetherness amongst people doesn't necessarily mean harmony. You could come together and still not be in harmony. You can tie a dog and a cat by their tails, and I can assure you, they're going to be together. It's not going to be in harmony. That, that's what happens with a lot of our marriages. People are together. Oh, bless them. They've been together 30, 40 years. Look at them. God bless them. And they just can't stand each other. By the way, yes, two are better. <laughs> And you know the first to witness that are your children. Your children are the first to witness that mom and dad are together, but there's no harmony. Am I? Is that? You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. And, and and sometimes our Sunday gatherings, and I'm not just talking here, Scarlet Note, but our gatherings all around the world, we get together on a Sunday. Hallelujah. And as soon as we stop and look at her, mm. Mm. look at her, and you're looking around and you're judging and you're criticizing and you're just, I can't believe and look and that. And, and so you're together, you're together, but there's no, there's no harmony. And we learn that the definition of harmony, what was that definition of harmony? It's what? Go ahead. I said it. Come on. Let me hear it. Wonderful. Pleasant. Go ahead. It's refreshing. Okay, I mean, Jesus, some of you guys were like, yeah, it's Coca-Cola. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's pleasant. It's precious. It's refreshing. Leave here on a Sunday and I'm refreshed, not exhausted. I leave here on a Sunday, man, I'm, it's, it was wonderful and it was pleasant. It wasn't consuming. Let's see what the Apostle Paul, I'm sorry, not Paul, but Peter had to say. Peter, the Apostle Peter, we're going to read out of uh, 1 Peter. 
And the, and the reason I wanted to use this, there's a, there's a, the way he, he does this. Let's go to First Peter chapter 1, verse 22. Are you getting something out of this already? Yeah. All right. I want you to understand, man, when you come here on a Sunday, this ought to be the most sacred place. Sacred. Why? Because I'm going to be in the company of my brothers and sisters. And so this is what first Peter says, chapter, uh, chapter one, verse 22. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So, so what must you do? You what? You what? You what? Stop. You must uh, say it. Say it, Nehemiah. Say it, Nemo. Sincere love to who? I get tired of people showing me love to the pastor. Somewhat of a love to the pastor. Be sincere with one another in your love. Don't come here to impress me or try. I, I, I don't matter. Listen, it doesn't matter. But to one another, it must be what? Sincere. Listen, so sincere to one another as brothers and sisters. What are we? Go back, Anthony. What are we? We are what? Brothers and sisters. Marcos, what are we? Brothers and sisters. Jazzy, what are we? Brothers and sisters. Did I just call you Jazzy? It's cool. Could you Jazzy like that? Okay. But listen, we're brothers and sisters. You walk into, boom, we're brothers and sisters. And the love that we must demonstrate to one another ought to be what? Sincere. Sincere. Next. Love each other deeply with all your heart. I get it. It's hard to love some people. Isn't it? No, isn't it hard to love some people? Don't let me do that to you. Don't, don't let me do that. <laughs> the Apostle Peter tells his followers, you are to show your love, and it's supposed to be deeply. But then he doesn't stop there. Listen to, listen to uh, chapter 3, verses 8 through 12. Listen to what he says. Again, we're still in 1 Peter. I don't have that scripture. Yeah. I, I don't? Okay. Right. But I do know that there's a scripture that we don't have, so don't freak out, Alex. Alex, it was my fault, not your fault, my fault. All right? Don't freak out. It was me. <laughs> Alex said, he'll about to flip that table over. <laughs> Here we go. But Peter goes to sum it up. And the reason he says to sum it up is because he was addressing something in a letter that he is writing. And he says, he said, he says, all of you be what? Harmonious. What are we to be? Harmonious. What are we, what are we to be? Har what? <laughs> Harmonious. Sympathetic. Brotherly. All right. We're going to read this again because I don't think that section over there is following me. And I want you to follow me because Patty is over there and I need her to get this because she don't. <laughs> so it says to sum it up, all of you be what? Harmonious. Brotherly, what? Sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted. But there's more. There's more. Come on. 
Not. Oh. Don't you want to fire some people up sometimes? Paul, did you hear that, Paul? Just want to fire some people up. But it says that we are not to do what? Return evil for evil or insult for insult. But doing what? Giving a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose. Is somebody getting that? Somebody getting that? And, and it is very important for myself as a pastor uh, and as we're talking to our leaders and, and, and as we are training folk and, and, and we spend time with people, the culture of the church, man, it, it, it's, it's not that we're just, we're just, just loving and hugging, huggy, huggy, because we do do that a lot sometimes, probably too much, but, but, but man, it's, it's, I understand what this means to be in harmony it is precious it is wonderful it is pleasant it is refreshing so this is what this is what scripture is telling us and peter is writing these things the apostle peter is writing these things and he sends this letter out because this is what he wanted as the culture of the churches he was starting that that right there is the messaging According to David, <laughs> that's the messaging. Be harmonious, sympathetic, be brotherly, kind-hearted, humble in spirit. In other words, if you sum this up, don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Don't be. Right. I was almost I almost was gonna say turn to your neighbor <laughs> but that would have been the wrong application but listen but to live in harmony with one another right to live in harmony with one another it means to be same thinking same thinking other Bible versions use one-minded or like-minded the focus of the Apostle Peter here is the behavior towards one another and their treatment. If any of us this morning were compelled to leave our bed this morning, drive to meet together with a group of people, it has to be because the treatment and the behavior of the people in the gathering was pleasant, was wonderful, is refreshing, it's precious. So this is why I could be anywhere else on a Sunday during this time, but I choose to come here. Are you getting that? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, are you getting it? Yeah. Are you getting it? See, there's something about the gathering of God's children. It is to be contagious. It is magnetic. If this is all we do, if this is all we do, that we are always harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, humble in spirit, we're not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but we give blessings instead, our churches would be busting at the seams. But they're not. You know why? Because we're not these things. 
I mean, people fight in the parking lot for, for, for a parking spot. I'm not saying here. I'm not saying here, but it happened. It happens. There was a video a few years ago that went viral. Two deacons were out in the parking lot fighting about the spot. It was, it was their, their turn to have the, have the spot closest to the door. Seriously? Do you know how people, how many people show up to get the, the most convenient spot closest to the door? Ignoring the mom that has the children, the mom that has a stroller, people that need access. But nope, I got to be first and I got to be that person. Not here. Because I, we, we, we will gently, quietly, with love, we will tell you. This is not the church for you. Because we want us to always think about our brothers and sisters always is better than us. Because we have a humble spirit. Humble. What does that mean to have a humble spirit? What does it mean to have a humble spirit? What does it mean? Come on, you can speak that out. Huh? Go ahead, say it. You place others before you. Everyone else is, is, is above. Everyone else is better than you. you. Listen, don't let American culture ruin you. Listen, don't let American culture ruin you. And I say American culture because, man, you know, we pick up some stuff in, in, in this country that, um, hey, man, it, you go to other places, you go, they're so nice in that country. No, that, uh, 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 there's a lot of places around the world that are nice. <laughs> uh, but we, we, in this country, we lose that. And see, we are not to be of this culture because we're not of this world. So this is why I'm doing this message today, to remind us that as believers, we have been forgiven. We have been given a second shot, a second yeah. chance. So listen, what does God want from us? Man, be nice to somebody. Just, just be nice. Okay, you got it? All right. So, so, so there's something about God's gatherings. When we get together as his brother, as, as brothers and sisters, everybody wants to be part of a community. And everybody wants to go, right, to a place where you are encouraged. If you are encouraged, if you are strengthened, if you are empowered and you see yourself growing genuinely and sincerely, listen, you're going to go back and back and back. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to tell others about that place. I, I am challenged to hear people talk about their church and then to hear how they describe their church. And over and over, I am blessed to hear that people go, it's, it's loving, it's warm. People, people do, it feels like a family. It feels like, it ought to feel like that. And that's everywhere. Unfortunately, it doesn't feel like that everywhere. In and, and, and a lot of places, a Sunday is very stuffy and uncomfortable, very scary. You, you don't know. You poor ushers. Ushers are telling people, hey, I'd like you to sit there. No, I don't want to sit there. Uh. <laughs> Man, can we give it up for our ushers? Just our ushers. 
And if uh, you're part of the parking ministry, let me celebrate. <laughs> but most importantly, if you are a Sunday school teacher, Because some of your children aren't pleasant. You got it? I celebrate our teachers and I hear our teachers sometimes and the stuff. Uh, you know, uh, Paul had a great joke this morning. I, I dare I dare repeat it. You said that there are parents that say, my children, Paul said that, I didn't say it, but Paul said, he shared it. He, it's a joke, he said that there are parents that go, no, my child is an angel. Quoting Paul, I'm quoting Paul. Paul, the apostle Paul Edward said, yes, and even Satan was an angel. Paul said that. Paul said that. Paul said that. <laughs> so, so uh, no, and I, and I say that, I say that because, you know, this environment here, this environment here has to be an environment that is pleasant and wonderful. And it starts with dad, mom, and the kids. And, and sometimes, I'm going to admit it, sometimes the kids suck, you know? You know, and, and you, we got to, we got, we, we have to grow up from that. We have to remind our children that the place that they're going is a gathering of brothers and sisters and it's a special place, a place of reverence. And we have to start with our kids. And I know I'm going to get edited with because I said it. No, you're good. <laughs> but listen, when you leave your time on a Sunday, on a Sunday, you leave your gatherings. You should ooze of excitement and gusto. Why? Man, that environment was what? It was what? It was <laughs> Who's getting this? Do you know? Do you know the amount of young people that don't want to come to a church? Why? Because people are, 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 are crummy. The treatment. And, and, and this place has to be a, a, a place of inspiration and encouragement. I don't know about you all, but I, I am the product of a church that I grew up in a church and, and I, you know, it, it was a loving church. It was a loving environment that, yeah, they weren't perfect, man, but, but, but deep down there was still love and it was genuine. It was sincere, but, but I'm a product of that. And so are my children and I want you to have the same experience, but I also want your children to have the same experience. They're always in an environment. Why? Because, listen, once you leave out this door, it's a dark, dark world out there. Dark, dark, dark world. So at least that our children can experience 
an hour and a half of bliss of, of heaven in an environment where they see men being gentle and kind-hearted. Listen, the, the gentleness and the kindness, that's not just for the women. That's for the brothers. It's for us. All right? Sit on your testosterone a little, you know? And just leave it in the car. Put it in the glove compartment. And come in here and be, be a little, you know? You ever talk to Luis? Luis, man, he's always on like, yo, bro, bring it down, man. I always want to... It was want to spar with someone. <laughs> no, but in, in, in all seriousness, man, we're, we're to be kind, man. Not intimidating. Let's not intimidate our children, intimidate women. Like, we're just to be kind-hearted, gentle. And listen, I know that today, some of y'all going to get tested. You're going to get tested. It's going to happen. You're going to get tested. Remember, delicious. <laughs> but the scripture says that that although the community as a whole is to be warm, pleasant, we do know that people fail. People have flaws. People have an off. You ever got here on a Sunday and you don't want to be here? Let's be honest. Can we be honest? You ever come on a Sunday? <laughs> But the Bible says that we're to be what? Like-minded. That we are to be one-minded. That means that, that that means. Hey, listen. It means that we can finish off each other's sentences, like an old married couple. That we think alike. We think alike. That 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 in the way we look. We look alike. <laughs> we process alike. That our marriages are alike. I, I don't want to have. I don't want to be the only one with a happy marriage. I want all of you to have a happy marriage. That's right. I want. I want all of you to experience what that's like. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. It took. It takes work. But you know where. You know. You know where I got my help. I got my help in the church, not outside of the church. And I didn't, get, I didn't get help because I had special sessions with the pastor because I didn't. My marriage got better because I did the work. I, I worked on it. I oh, see now I got all serious. Got all serious. And and so so what I mean is I, I was in an I was in an, in an environment that that men were like-minded. And I got to sit after services. Becky and I would meet with a couple and their name were uh, Erminia and William Colon. Love these guys, angels. Angels, literally angels. And we, they were about 20 plus years older than us. Mm -hmm. Right? Because I'm going to tell you something. If you are married and the only friends and the only circle are people your age, you're jacked up. You need wisdom in your life. You need wisdom in your marriage. You hear me? Man, that was the perfect place to put that in. Thank you, Adrian. That was good. You just you, and the reason I say that is because I got to sit down with William and 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 we called her BG was her nickname. 
And, and this woman, this woman, we would sit down and my man would sit down and he would sit down and, and after the service and he undo his jacket and his, and his, and his shirt and this big fist of hair would just poof out, right? And, and, then, and then immediately following, immediately following, she would come to her husband with a cup of coffee. And she and, and I saw this and she'd bring the coffee and she'd bring the coffee the coffee and then baby look at that baby Yeah And she their testimony was that there was infidelity in their marriage. That was that was their that was their testimony. See in a previous life they weren't they weren't Christians and, and something happened and there was infidelity in their marriage. But it was coming to the Lord that restored their marriage. And the way it restored their marriage, he had, he had tenderness and kindness for his wife and, and she served him. Sir, we were all envious of this man because she was a good cook and, and, and the best plate, the best meals. And this man, the way she treated this man was gold. And the way they treated each other, it was tender. And those were our friends. And we'd go after service to have coffee so that we could just watch, just watch and learn. And I'm here to tell you that the reason we come to our gatherings on Sunday, it's not just to come here, stomp our feet and oh, I feel it, I feel it. It's, that's not what this is about. But I can find the help. I can find the models that I may not have at home. I can find it here. That the, the examples that I need for my marriage, I find it here. I, I look around and I'm like, oh, I'm going to take that guy to lunch. I'm going to take this person and we're going to go out. We're going to have a good old time. And I get to learn. I get to listen to experiences. Why? Like-minded. One-minded. Who's understanding this? And, and I'm... And for, and for you young people, you young single people, you've got to get your stuff together. You need to have some older friends in your life. You need to get some contacts, sit here and, and, and get some phone numbers and take some of these older guys and gals and take them out to lunch and, and so that you can build up a reference and build up your resume, build up relationships. I'm telling you, your next job advancement is right here. It's right here. It's right here. Thank you, George. The skills that I learned, I learned them at the church with the fellas. So our young people just want to hang out with the young people, and that's all they want to do. Look, look, hang out with some people with wisdom and take them out. Stop laughing at old people, man. We, we, we tired of getting laughed at. Take us out to lunch. Sit down, learn, get something. Man, what I would do, what I would do to have 10 minutes with my pops. Amen. To just sit down and have a cup of coffee with pops. Just to learn something. See, all you young people just want to run after the guy with the most followers. Oh, and connect with that guy just so that your experience grows more and more. So dumb. But we're to be like-minded in, in, in this walk. Our aim ought to be to build each other up. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11 through 15 says, So we are to do what? 
What are we to do? What are we to do? Encourage each other and do what? What do we do? Just as you are here doing. Continue. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders. Please honor us. Please. Just please. Man, we work hard. Man, our volunteers work hard. I, listen, the reason I wanted to highlight our volunteers is because sometimes, man, you know, they get no gratitude, man. There's people that make coffee, people that are here cleaning on Thursdays. And, and where's Cristina? Cristina is here. Cristina, can we hear for her? Listen. And, and hold on. And the reason I just say, let's give it up for Listen, I, we... Cristina was following us morning prayer. Yeah. Morning prayer. Never step foot into this church. Morning prayer. And for almost a year, I don't know how much, how, how, how long, but hey, man, there were times where I wanted to give up with prayer in the morning. Why? Because I get tired, too. But you know what? I get my, I get my butt up. And 6.30 in the morning, we're there and we're praying online. Good morning. Here I am. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> right? And, and every morning, I'm tired. Stuff happening in my family. Stuff happening. Uh, finances. I have stuff that happens too. But you're committed and you stick to it, right? And you stick to it. And, and then one day, Gretina came and she visited us at the church. And she came out with Bianca, her daughter. And we're like, Yo, that's what's up from from the prayer in the morning. Yo, and I was so excited. And then the other day, I'm in the I'm in the the the, the Nexus, and we're in the room in there. And she showed up with a vacuum cleaner. Excuse me, move move your feet. I'm in here to take. She took ownership, and and I saw that. And I'm like, wow, the power, the power of genuine and sincere love is magnetic. Amen. Magnetic. You can have the best marketing campaign, but if the people in the gathering suck, guess what? Man, it's not gonna work. But it's magnetic. You wanna tell others. We say, you gotta come to a place, a place of refuge, a place of encouragement, a place of inspiration. You wanna come. So he said, no, no, go back, go back, because I didn't finish reading it. So, dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. So, uh, please remember, okay, honor, okay. Next, 13. Shoulder. Great respect. And all hearted love because of their work. Hey, listen, man, when you guys see the worship leader, I know he looks a little funny, but still love him, you know? I love the guy. Give him a little respect. You know what I'm saying? Every once in a while, you might want to say, hey, man, would you like to go to lunch? I'd like to come. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to, come. I'd like to take you and your family to lunch or buy you guys a meal. And love the guy. Listen, and we do this because we are God's people, God's children. Emmy in the back working hard day and night. And, 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 and I, I, this is it's just all around, just love on people. each other but most importantly respect 
respect. Because of their hard work. And live what? Peacefully with each other. Continue. Hey guys, we're almost wrapped up. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are... I mean, hold on. I didn't know that was going to sneak in there. But, but listen, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because this is Paul. And, and Paul... Paul was very passionate about this work. Remember, remember, it is, it is Paul who these letters that he writes, most of them he's writing from, from behind a prison. And he's talking about loving one another and treating each other this way. And so, so he's not a punk. He's not like a Christian punk. This guy is, is hardcore to the point where he then dies by decapitation. Yeah, that's that was his that's that's his going away present. So then Paul Paul didn't like lazy people. And he says, So we urge you to warn those who are what? And encourage those who are take care of those who are be patient with everyone. So be be patient. You, you, you have to be patient. So listen, I understand in the gatherings on a Sunday, you get all kinds of personalities. All kinds of personalities. But listen, this is what Paul is encouraging us to do. And he's doing it through the word of God. Continue. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other. As Christians, you're not meant to do this Christian walk alone. God saves you by, the, by way of his son Jesus, but then he places you in a community. Listen, he places you in a community of like-minded people so that you can live in harmony. Not in peace, but in harmony. Romans chapter 12, verse 16 through 8. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. Don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you're honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that in church and in the community there's not going to be any garbage. It's going to seep in. It happens. But, but, but I know I've, I've become more and more experienced at weeding out garbage when it starts to creep in. When I see it coming in, I'm going to call it out for what it is. Hey, no, not here. Not here. So what do we do? What do we do? We attack it. We, we, hey, we call it. Hey, hey, not here. We don't like that. Don't, don't do that here. So if you come to this church and, and we see you treating your wife wrong, we're going to say something to you. I'm going to say something to you. Don't do it here. Don't bring that here. If, 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 if you are a child and you are being disrespectful to your parent and you're doing it here, guess what? We're going to, call, we're going to say something to that child. Hey, not here. Because it is important that we're fostering and cultivating this healthy environment. And Paul says that living in harmony doesn't just happen. It takes intentional effort. It takes 
It takes effort from all parties. We have to work on this. And I know that sometimes it's hard with some people. I know that it's, it's difficult with some people who are maybe a little uh, more high strung than others. I, I get it. Some people stink, man, you know? Get it. It's tough. But all that God will do for you will always involve a community. And it may not be Scarlet No for you. It, it may have to be another church for you. But not just any community. It's it's God's God's community of, of his children living together in harmony. So the burden is on you to find this community. You have to, that's your burden. Your burden is to find a community of like-minded people that you can say, this is delicious. This is good. This is pleasant. This is refreshing. Jody, where are you going? Sit down. So, you don't see, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be. <laughs> but you and you alone are the deciding factor of where you want to attend and be part of that community. But you can't do Christianity. You can't do Christianity from behind a, a tablet or a phone. You got to come together. You got to be part of a community. It takes work. So today, I want to leave you with these three things that I want to leave you with to help you when you're finding and looking for a community to be part of. All right, I'm gonna give you these three things, and then we're all wrapped up. Number one, what's the first thing you ought to look for? What's the first thing if you're looking for a community to be part of? What is the first thing you ought to look for? Huh? 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 If you're looking for a church, if you're looking for a church that you're going to be part of that community, yo, get some time to observe the pastor. And then the leadership around that pastor. Find out all that you can about the person and persons that you are about to sit under, you and your family and your children. Why? Because most of the corruption happens from the pulpit down. So you want to be careful. Hey, before I am part of a community, hey, let me check and make sure I want to check things out. I want to ask good questions. How's this marriage? How's the parenting? How are the kids? Are there any legal problems? Are there any moral failures? Are there any money problems? Are there problems with character, with ethics? Are there problems with integrity? It is a privilege that you give another person to be called a pastor over your life. You give the pastor that privilege. I don't take lightly that all of you here that are here and call this your church that call me pastor. I don't see it as anything for me to get all fluffed up about. No, it is humbling. It is a big responsibility. First Timothy, listen to this description about leadership. Listen to what Paul is writing to Timothy, and he tells him this is what leadership ought to look like in the churches. If anyone wants to provide leadership in the church, good. What is it? Good. It's good. But there are what? There are what? Hey, this is in the Bible, guys. If you didn't know it, it's in the Bible. Read. A leader must be well thought of. 
committed to his who I'm cool and collected he must be what accessible and well I'm going to give you an appointment in six months he must know what he's talking about next not be over fond of wine no not pushy but not thin skin see guys and I mean I'm, I'm, I'm being biblical I'm being biblical and not money hungry next he must handle his own affairs well attentive to his own and having you know the amount of churches you go to and and you ask the pastor where the kids not ill that you know praying for them you know just praying for them praying for them you mean they're not in church no at least they're in someone at the church no they don't even go to church next for if someone is unable to handle his own affairs how can he take care you guys don't belong to me you're his church okay <laughs> he must not be a new believer lest the position go to his head and the devil trip him up next outsiders must think It matters what people that aren't part of the church think about the guy that you're going to sit under and the leadership in the church or else the devil will figure out a way to lure him into his trap. Next, verse 8, quickly. This same goes for those who want to be servants in the church. Serious, not deceitful, not too free with the body. You know, I mean, Paul was like, I mean, you drink a little, just, just don't be too. Yeah, you know? Then he goes, not in it for what they can get out of it. Next, they must be reverent before the mystery of the faith, not using their position to try to run things. Next, let them prove themselves first. They show themselves by what? That they can do it. Take them on. Next, quickly, quickly. No exceptions are to be made. Same qualifications. Serious, dependable, not sharp. <laughs> Baby, you see, Bama, that, that said that thing. It said, it said, not nah, sharp tongue. <laughs> not over fond of wine. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Nemo. <laughs> Servants in the church are to be what? To the what? To the what? You should not be in any church where you are more committed to the church than you are to your husband or to your wife. Right. Attentive to their own children and diligent in looking after their own affairs. Those who do this do this, uh, those who do this servant work will come to be highly respected. A real credit to who? 
Man, did I cover it all? That was num- that was just number one. All right, we're going to wrap it up. I promise. It's 1240, and some of you guys were late anyway. First, what's the next one? What's the next one? What's the message of the community you're going to be part of? After a few Sundays, you should be clear in what you're understanding that the message is about the church that you are going to commit to. Bless you. Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus dying for our sins. Jesus resurrected. Jesus at the right hand of the Father. Jesus settled my account on the cross. Jesus adopted into his family as a child of God. Jesus salvation. Jesus, Jesus. The message here at Scarlet Note will always be Jesus, Jesus, Jesus and the work that he did at the cross. That's the message. You got to pay attention to the messaging. What are they talking about? The church doesn't need to tell you what to wear, what not to wear, where to live, where not to live, what to do with your own time, what to eat, what not to eat, what to drink, not to drink, what to celebrate and not celebrate, what music to hear, what not music to hear. That's not my job. What is the message at the core of that community? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Lastly, Ingrid, you better sit down. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just messing around, Ingrid. Ingrid, Ingrid, I'm just playing. <laughs> Lastly, so we can go. Lastly, so we can go. So we can go. Hey, man, what's the fruit? What's the fruit at the church? What can I sense based on what I see and what I feel? Is the church cliquish? Is there genuine diversity? Are people warm and friendly? Do people remember me and remember my children? Can people call me by name? John chapter 13, verse 35. Everyone to your feet. And this is Jesus speaking. These are Jesus' words. And Jesus said, this is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples. What is it? When they see the love you have for each other. Are you good? You get something out of this? You sure? All right. If, if, if Scarlet Note is the place that you're going to call your home, that you call this place, your community, this is for the local church, man. This is for us. And, and for some people, you may not like some of the stuff that I share, so you may have to find a different community. I get it. This is why this is why the kingdom of God is so vast. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. But here at this church, this 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 is our culture. It will be our culture. It it will be. We we will be a place that is refreshing. We will be a place that is wonderful. We will be a place that is pleasant. We will be a place that is precious. We will be that place that is delicious. We want to be that. So with all eyes closed, I want to pray for those that are watching us online. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for my brothers and sisters watching us online. Lord, I...
I pray you special Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.